Bayan at Batas. Pagbibigay linaw at kaalaman para sa bayan sa mga legal na usapin. Libreng konsultasyon at tulong na may kinalaman sa batas. Bayan at Batas. Kaalaman at serbisyong legal. Dito sa Radyo ng Bayan. Magandang magandang gabi po sa ating mga tagapakinig. Welcome po muli sa ating palatuntunan. Ngayon pong araw na ito ng linggo, ikalabing dalawa sa buwan ng Enero ngayong 2014. Ito po si Ven Lones. At syempre, kasama po natin dito ating kaibigang abogado si Attorney Noel Punzalan. Attorney Noel. Miss Ben! <laughs> Ikaw ngayon yeah, yeah. ang papalit. Miss Ben! Oh. Episode 163. Ayon mm-hmm. kay Attorney Aceron sa oh, kanyang text. Oh. Yan, hindi, medyo hindi natin makakasama ba? Medyo oh, kalalanding ba? lang ni Attorney Aceron kanina mga 6.30. Mm-hmm. I don't know kung makakahabol siya. Sabi ko ah. tayo na lang niyang humabol. Ah, But okay. uh, sabi niya, don't need a phone patch. Sabi niya, mm-hmm. just monitor it. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll be monitoring me. <laughs> And uh, testing my... <laughs> Testing how I, will, how I will do. So, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, hindi naman ho ako nagsosolo ngayon. Uh-huh. Dami ng tao dito actually. Oo nga. Eh, puno uh, nga tayo ngayon puno dito. Puno nga tayo ngayon full house eh. Oo. Um, meron tayong... Uh, kasi last week we were discussing yung bagong uh, gun control law Oo. ng Pilipinas. Mm-hmm. Uh, Satambi muna natin yun. Oo. Kasi uh, medyo special ang ating episode ngayon. Eh. Kasi baka inaasahan nila kasi ba diba sabi natin last mm-hmm. week eh, ipagpapatuloy natin. Mm-hmm. Oo. Uh, wag na muna natin. Baka next week na lang yun. Oo. Tsaka wala si Attorney Marvin eh. Oo. Tsaka wala, wala si Attorney Marvin eh. Wala yung actual na magtuturo. <laughs> Oo. Siya yung nakakaalam lahat-lahat. Ako attorney. yung gugulo lang. Oo. Teka ha. Um, okay. Kasi nandito ang ating mga special guest at uh, mm. na inaanyayahan ho natin oh, <laughs> naanyayahan ho natin yung mga nanalo Mm-mm. sa ating uh, bayan at pata sa ano, third na no? Oo, oh, oh, uh, pangatlo na. Uh, third uh, essay writer, third uh, national Ay. cup for essay mm-hmm. writing. Masyadong mm-hmm. mabibigat ng uh-huh. So, nandito oh, yung winners natin oh, oh. ngayon. At Ayon. kanina, di ba, nagkaroon ng uh, awarding uh, kanina ceremony. Mo, ako, kanina mo, oh, na-post ko na, nakita mo. Hindi ko pa nakita eh. Uh, na-post ko na yung mga pictures, mabilis ah, ako sa ganyan. Ah, okay. <laughs> ko mamaya, hindi oh. ko pa nakita. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, uh, sabi nga ni Atty. Aceron, uh, pakilala muna natin yung... Uh, Aba talagang third. Ba't Sabi talaga, niya wag lang paligoy-ligoy eh. Sabi <laughs> niya eh. Um, Akala ko talagang may instruction sa iyo sa text ngayon. Then oh. di ba last week sabi niya? Ay, <laughs> okay. paligoy-ligoy pa. Akala ko nakikinig siya sa atin tapos may instruction siya sa monitor siya ngayon sabi ah. niya. Siguro yung either yung taxing sinakyan niya o yung driver niya nilagay na sa 738. Ayun, malamang. So mm. um pero ang pakiusap dito ni Ma'am, uh, yung Mami ni Scott, mm. eh kung makakarating ka at makakahabol, eh mahumabol ka. Mas Mama, maganda daw. Oh, sabi <laughs> Kaya nga sabi niya, eh, uh, kung babate, dapat sa bandang huli oh. na lang, baka makaabot daw. Okay, okay, okay. So, ano, um, ganito. So, nandito yung ating... Uh, third prize winner mm-hmm. well guys brilliant so kasi nanalo sa lang grand prize last year mm-hmm. so and it was just first uh, first year ka lang no first year ka lang mm-hmm. so pakilala muna natin si Scott Scott Lee Chua Ah, Scott, pakikuha mo yung, ano, yung microphone. Oh, kasi nawala yung aming ano dyan eh. Oo, medyo, ano yan, um, may ginagalaw-galawan sa stand. 
anyway, Siskat uh, was was the grand prize winner mm-hmm. last year. Uh, ngayon, bumalik. Actually, he's the first one na bumalik. Oh, oh. <laughs> diba, uh, sa yung una-unang ano, una-unang comebacking natin. <laughs> ating ano. So, um, ang as you have um, kung naalala natin, ang ating topic is parang a letter parang you just project yourself forward and address the, the youth of today to address the youth of tomorrow. Actually, ako ang medyo major criticism ko dun sa mga 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 yung mga nag-submit ng entries nila, Mm-mm. they were non-responsive. Ah. They projected the future. Ah, okay. They saw the vision of the future. Hindi yun. That's mm-hmm. not the point. Mm-hmm. Yung point namin is a letter addressed to them. Ayun. Diba? Mm-hmm. Na, what would you say na galing sa generation na to? Mm-hmm. To that generation. Mm-hmm. So, itong mga to, mga, <laughs> mga ano to, mga responsive to the question. Ayun. Kaya ako marami akong na-eliminate on that point. Oo nga, kayo pala ako, yung nagbasa, ako, no? Oo. <laughs> kayo nga pala yung nagpuyat. Ako nga, hindi eh, naman ako pumipirma nang hindi ko pinapasa. Yung pakaya. Oo nga. Di ba? Okay. So, ano, uh, pwede na natin siguro ng ano. Um, Sige, pakinggan na natin. Oo nga. Kamusta ka? Okay lang. Okay? <laughs> Oo. Ganun lang. Ganun kakulin. Okay lang. Oo, okay Uh-oh. lang yan talaga. So, ano, hindi, hindi na natin masyadong kailangan pakilala si Scott kasi we know, oh, oh. We know, we know him last uh, last year. Mm-hmm. So sige, mm-hmm. uh, ano yung ano yung piece mo uli ang pangalan? Uh, the name is A Letter to Great Great Lolo. Actually, okay. ano uh, I went against your instructions. Ah, ganun ba? This is a letter to the past generation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay lang yan. Okay lang. Okay lang yan. <laughs> Sana. Anyway, uh, sige, uh, pas, pa, let's hear it na lang muna. Scott. All right. A Letter to Great Great Lolo. Dear Great Great Lolo, Today is November 2, 2114. We're at the cemetery tending your grave. The family spent the morning telling stories about your life and great lolos. After a hearty lunch of sisig, tilapia, and sagot gulaman. Masarap. Your favorite foods. Almost everyone is asleep. But I'm wide awake, so I've decided to write to you. Now, I've never met you. I mean, you passed away almost a century ago. And I don't know if you can see everything happening from up there, but I figured I'd update you. Think of it as an All Souls Day present from your great-great-grandson, Jesse. Yes, I'm also Jesse. You name your son Jesse, and the firstborn sons in our family have been christened Jesse for four generations now. You picked a great name from a great man. The original Jesse, well-loved for his humility, might have cringed at the giant statue of him in his chinelas in front of Naga City Hall, but he would have smiled at the inscription at its base, one of its oft-quoted sayings, We can achieve many things that we have all along thought we cannot achieve. And we Filipinos have certainly achieved much. You were there, weren't you, at the Million People March in 2013? There's a picture of you in a pig mask holding a tarpaulin in one hand and little Jesse the first in the other hand. You were there with your fellow barbers, but the lawyers and the doctors and the actors, they were there with you. You were furious at how blatantly and recklessly your taxes were going to kaput. The elitista and the masa finally united, clamoring for justice because whether you live in a mansion or a yero shack, there comes a time when enough is enough. Page two. That was the start of what historians later took to calling People Power Four a revolution of a totally different kind from the first, the second, or the third. 
This one took decades, not days. Spanning generations, it was a revolution in the voting precincts, not on the streets. Every vote in every election against brand-name politicians and their entitled heirs was another step towards the future, towards what your president one century ago called the Ang Matuwid. Ask your son if you don't believe me. Great Lola Jesse ran as mayor in 2054 without any commercials or political patronage, and most Pinoys would call that political suicide, except for the fact that he won by a landslide. Buoyed by his honesty, perseverance, and wisdom, Great Lola's fellow barbers and myriads of customers spread the word in the entire district. Students blogged about him, journalists sang his praises, all on their own for free. Your son lived to see the end of entrenched dynasties, and the legacy of People Power 4 survives. Today in 2114, we look up to our leaders because of their intellect and integrity, not their flashy cars, multiple wives, or dance moves on primetime TV. You'll be ecstatic to know, great, great Lolo. There's no more pork barrel. Not as PDAF or DAP or by any other name, the funds are going where they should have gone a long time ago, to those who needed them most. Such as government functionaries. Clerks who toil for ours are finally properly compensated, so they, cur so they serve us with courtesy and with pride. Customs officials aren't tempted by bribes anymore, so smuggling is all but stamped out. The original Jesse was right when he said, it's not enough for an official to be good. There has to be a system that forces them to be good. And that's why no one person has the power anymore to spend any amount of tax money to his or her liking, not even the president. Every revenue source is noted and every expense properly listed online, where else, for all to see, thanks to the Freedom of Information law. With national coffers filled, everyone and that means everyone gets free health care. The sin tax has done wonders for the self-restraint of smokers and drinkers. Pedestrian friendly streets encourage us to walk and breathe the fresh air. But nobody scavenges for food or sleeps in a box. Tuberculosis hasn't been seen in ages. Solar panels have banished carbon monoxide from the air and pneumonia along with it. Filipino scientists continue research into herbal medicines. And though cancer still exists, People are taking steps to minimize risks. In 2013, Super Typhoon Yolanda demolished the central Visayas. Roofs were torn from buildings, storm surges blasted through walls, and the aftermath was post-apocalyptic. Post In our moment of crisis, the world stepped up. Citizens held fundraisers and donation drives. Governments sent planes and jets. Doctors and soldiers flew over to distribute goods and tend to the victims. But later on, historians ask how many more lives could have been saved had government funds been used properly. A painful question that we leave to speculation. That's why a big portion of taxes is now dedicated to the Disaster Preparedness Fund, formerly called the Disaster Relief Fund. A century ago, rescue and relief missions had to rescue stranded survivors, distribute food and water, minimize the spread of disease year after year. Don't you remember? You yourself saved a drowning child and her terrified cat uh, during a flash flood. But I'm sure you'd agree that however heroic and well-meaning the volunteers might have been, the next time a typhoon hit, they'd have to risk their lives again and again. Millions of pesos were flushed down the proverbial and literal drain. Aren't prevention and preparation so much wiser 
than relief and rescue. Now, technology has come so far that radars can locate a typhoon even while it's still forming in the ocean. But these days, we're not worried about floods a la Ondoy anymore. The initial plans of building catchment systems to hold all the rainwater was scrapped because really putting all the rain into a giant swimming pool is a temporary solution, not to mention a dengue breeding cesspool. Instead, the entire drainage system was dug up section by section and replaced with new pipes holding thrice the volume of the old ones. Litter bugs don't clog them anymore because we finally realized that keeping your chocnut wrapper in your pocket today means no flash floods tomorrow. Plus, residents of low-lying places that overflowed with just a drizzle, Malabon, Navotas, Marikina, they've been relocated to Laguna, Bulacan, and Batangas down south. Former squatters own condominium units now due to collaborations among the government, Gawad Kalinga, and real estate developers. All buildings, and that's all buildings, can withstand up to 300 kilometers per hour wind, and dikes were erected on flood-prone coasts. Now, thanks to private-public partnerships, our roads today are nothing like they were back in your time. According to Lolo, Jesse II, Lolo was a, civil, was a civil engineer, and his company was tasked to solve the pro traffic problem yet again. He would tell us, his mga apo, his experiences every Sunday over merienda, and all of us know his story by heart. Reading a road map used to give me high blood pressure, Lolo would start. It was months before I dared to drive anywhere except the office or the mall. I was afraid I wouldn't be able to get back home. Your great Lolo, great Lola and I, didn't live in a well-known barangay. And my friends would get lost trying to find the address. So I just told them, find the house with a cement truck outside. Because that cement truck has been there since I was born. Now, they were supposed to fix the broken asphalt that made my tires go pop, pop, pop. But years passed and it was never fixed. There was always traffic outside our house, hassle talaga. And here, Lolo Jesse would pause to catch his breath while we, his mga apo, listened, mesmerized. It was utter chaos on the roads in my time. One day, the speed limit is 60 kilometers per hour. The next day, it's 50 kilometers per hour. One day, the U-turn slot is open. The next day, it's closed. Since the rules were often changing, some bad traffic enforcers would just make up a new rule and get some money out of it. No wonder nobody bothered learning the rules anymore. And here, Lolo's face would light up as we leaned forward in anticipation. One day, my boss told me I had a new assignment to redesign the entire transportation system of Metro Manila. And he was dead serious. You're always complaining about how bad the roads are, he said. So here's your chance to fix them. And that same day, I sat down with my team, the best architects and engineers in the country. And I told them, we're not going to solve this problem by building more roads, because we already have too many of them. What we have to do is simplify the network and renovate the streets that already are in place. All roads, and I said, it doesn't matter if it takes years. We're going to do this right once and for all. Lolo launched into his master plan. Just driving on some lanes put your life in danger. <coughs> so we walled off steep back roads, demolished crumbling flyovers, caved in dark underpasses, so no one would risk their lives using them as shortcuts. We pushed back buildings to make way for wider and smoother main roads. We implemented a smart traffic light system that automatically adjusted lights based on sensors. No need for traffic enforcers to stand in the middle of the road and direct traffic. We spent a fortune on the sturdiest building materials, but now, do you see any potholes? And we would shake our heads vigorously. No, we didn't. 
People don't need to buy cars when public transportation is affordable, <coughs> reliable, and efficient. More MRT and LRT trains means less waiting time. Electric buses, e-jeeps, e-taxis, e-trams meant a whole lot less pollution. Designated transport schedules and stops meant no more late people in both senses of the word. Just so you know, that's clean electricity, not coal, not natural gas, not even nuclear. The Philippines has mainly run on solar and hydropower since 2100. The Department of Energy and Renewable Natural Resources mandates every structure, house, office, warehouse, to be self-sufficient by installing solar panels. Tide mills and turbines dot the archipelago to collect water power in the Bashi Channel, beneath the San Juanico Bridge, even at the mouth of Manila Bay. Trash isn't disposed of anymore, it's processed. So mostly everything is recycled. Plastic is rebonded and reused, metal is melted and reused, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. After second-rate commercial buildings and uninhabited condos became eyesores, mindless development was outlawed. Believe it or not, every city now has at least one nature park. And with proper drainage, the Pasig lives again. Poverty? We're winning the war. A hundred years ago, our economy was supposedly on the rise, but only the wealthiest actually felt the effects. But now, all of us get what we work for. With decent jobs and fair wages, strikes are rare, and so are doleouts. Agrarian reform became a reality during Lolo Jesse's time. The land that farmers till on is theirs, period. Because nobody needs to steal or kidnap when their bellies are full. Votes aren't bought, bodies aren't sold. Gated communities are gone, there's no more ghettos, no more subdivisions. Politicians mingle with constituents. Mechanics bunk with CEOs. Doctors live behind, beside athletes, for real. Dad's a doctor and our neighbor is a boxing champion. No more elitista, no more masa. The last MNLF and MILF rebels had long given up their arms and returned to the community, which welcomed them back. When former ARMM residents were given the choice to secede or to stay, they chose to remain Pinoy. And I'd like to think it's because they've seen just how far we've come. In the words of the original Jesse, naniniwala ang mga tao sa kanilang mga nakikita, hindi sa kanilang mga naririnig. And nothing attracts investors more than visible progress. And there's been a lot of that in just a century. Global companies mushroomed in Bohol, Zamboanga, Ilocos, and Hard Pinoy at good wages. And not just as call center agents either. Uh, with a young, dynamic, and multilingual Filipino, English, Mandarin, Spanish-speaking population, the Philippines has finally overtaken Hong Kong and Singapore as the business hub of Asia. And honestly, it's long overdue. We've always had the skills, the passion, and the business sense. The first Apprentice Asia winner was Filipino, remember? Lolo still cheers when he watches reruns. But at the same time, entrepreneurs are booming. With a transparent government, it's a great time to set up your own business. Dad, Jesse III, runs the family barbershop, and customers have to set appointments weeks in advance. Beside it is Nanay Nena's Puto Bumbong store, open 24-7, because we Pinoys are go-negosyo at heart. I'm 15 years old, by the way, majoring in space engineering at a school run by a retired astronaut. Yes, he's Pinoy. But being a barber must be in our genes, because I'm also studying towards a minor in barber tech. Sometimes I help out Dad. He styles the hair of the mighty and the humble, and he's proud of it. 
You see, the great thing with school is that we can sample a buffet of courses. As envisioned by K-12 a century ago, no career track should be deemed more prestigious than any other. What's important is that we love what we do. My favorite subjects? Biomachinology, that's cyborg programming. Astroagriculture, that's farming in space. Cyber nanoneurology, that's mapping the brain with nanobots. School is cool and learning is fun. Internet speeds run at terabytes per second. Devices are cheap and locally made, and our teachers inspire, not lecture. Speaking of inspiration, dad and mom climbed the Cordilleras last year. It's a magnet for mountaineers, bungee jumpers, wildlife lovers. Tourism is booming and not just at Mactan, Baguio, and Subic, but all over the country. The 7.9 magnitude earthquake of 2013 almost destroyed the Basilica del Santo Nino and the Chocolate Hills. Super Typhoon Yolanda weeks later devastated Tacloban and even the neighboring diving spot, diving spot Malapascua. But instead of feeling sorry for themselves, the people set out to rebuild their lives. Soon a Facebook group started collecting donations to speed up the restoration of the province's historical landmarks and popular attractions. Not long after, another group sprung up to take care of the neglected Banawe rice terraces. Then another one to clean up Boracay, and another one to save Mindoro's forests, the windmills of Ilocos, the Puerto Princesa underground river, the surfing spots of Shergao, they all got protected and restored. The Philippines has been on Lonely Planet's top 10 travel destinations for 19 years now. Our airport is no longer the worst in the world, and frankly I have no idea how it could ever have been. The Spratly Islands, which almost triggered a regional war in 2015, became the impetus for Philippine Sino cooperation. The Spratlys were mapped and explored by a team of marine biologists from the two nations, and natural gas and fishing grounds were split 50-50. ASEAN free trade expired a long time ago, but that's just as well, because today the entire world is linked by the United Nations global free trade. The web has everyone linked planet-wide, so supermarket chains and Nanay Nena's Puta Bumbong store have equal chances of finding customers. Last I heard, she was shipping Puto as far as New York and Amsterdam. In 2114, the overseas Filipino worker goes overseas not out of necessity, but out of the desire to explore the world, learn new things, and serve others. Pinoy engineers visit Dubai not to find jobs to feed their families, but rather to learn the physics of motion in zero gravity from Arab scientists. Pinoy artists travel to Florence not to peddle their paintings and sculptures, but rather to dialogue with their Italian counterparts. Pinoy teachers go to Vancouver not to earn better pay, but rather to teach Filipino-Canadian students how to converse <coughs> in their mother tongue. For after a century of migration, Filipino is spoken around the world. Years ago, as computers spread and jobs became automated, some people predicted the end of the service industry. But come on, who wants to be cared for by a robot? Needless to say, Filipinas have taken over the hospitality business worldwide. We are still the nurses who tend to the elderly and the yayas who protect toddlers. We are still the film and stage performers who tour the world. We are still the chefs and the hosts on cruise ships and now spaceships. But now we also train nurses, yayas, performers, chefs, and hosts from different nations because Filipino service quality is the global gold standard. Yes, some things have changed along the way, but some have endured. Pope Lorenzo I, the first Filipino pope named after the first Filipino saint, leads the church fashioned in Christ's image, a church actively serving the downtrodden. 
the Philippines does remain the beacon of Catholicism in Asia. Filipinos still flock to Mass every Sunday and parade the Black Nazarene every January. In 2114, faith is as strong as ever. We visit Lolo and Lola every Sunday, Ninong and Ninang every Christmas. Despite the lure of holographic gadgets, traditional games like Sipa, Taguan, and Patintero are back in fashion. In 2114, family ties are as solid as ever. The back roads now close to traffic have become the gathering place for communities. Reserved for pickup games of street basketball, sing-alongs after a round of beer and lechon manok, and fiestas on saint days that come every month. In 2114, the Bayanihan spirit is as steadfast as ever, and it's great to be Pinoy. I wish you could see us now, great great Lolo. You would have been proud of us. So if you ever get lonely up there, come on down and visit us. You'll feel right at home. Much love from Jesse the Fourth. Okay. That is a great vision of 2114. Oh, 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 Vision of 2114 is there, and of course, mm-hmm. na highlight yung uh, life ni Jesse Robredo. Mm-hmm. And at least puro positive, kasi So we're so happy with that entry, mm-hmm. uh, third prize winner this year. Very beautiful piece by Scott Lee Chua. Uh-huh. Tama, 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 tama. Oh, okay. Sabi ko, sabi ko yung Attorney Ponzi, oh, oh. pagpupo ni Scott, tira na kaya. Wala na nga, oh, oh, oh. wala na nga, wala na nga patumpik-tumpik oh, talaga. Sabi siya, tama, tama, sa Pero tanong ko lang kay Scott, kasi di ba last year, di ba, yung kanyang napanalunan ay dinonate niya sa isang institution, di ba, sa charity. Ano nga ba, ngayon, anong plano mo? Pareha pa rin. Ah, talaga? Kanina, kanina. Wow. Okay. You know, I was in the in the car going here mm. from the airport, Nina, and I was listening to his voice. Pa, magandang magandang timbre. Pwede ka na dito. Na joke lang. Patay-tay na niyan. Okay. Siguro tayo magbreak na. Sige, so magpapatuloy ho kami pagkatapos lang na ilang mga paalala. Ngayon, mapapakinggan na ang PBS Radyo ng Bayan saan mang panig ng daigdig. Sa pamamagitan ng internet, mag-logon lamang sa www.pbs.gov.ph. I-click ang Radyo ng Bayan Live o kaya'y sa www.pinoywebcaster.com. I-click lamang ang Listen. Worldwide na ang PBS Radyo ng Bayan, ang Radyo ng Bayan. Ang mga local, national at international issues. Shepherdresocho sa Mega Manila. Mas pinaganda, mas pinalawak, mas pinalakas ang bagong radyo ng bayan. Okay, meron na ho tayong uh, 30 minuto makalipas ang alas 7. Balikan natin si Attorney Marvin at saka si Attorney Noel. Wala. 
Oh, wala nang tumpatumpit tumpit. Ah, sige na. <laughs> okay. Oh, sige. Sige, um, ang ating second prize winner ay si uh, Christine Beatrice uh, Bautista Itcho. Haba, no? <laughs> Gusto ko to kasi kapangalan niya ano ko. Ah, <laughs> si Bea. Si Bea. Okay. okay. Sige na, wala nang patumpit tumpit. Sige. Sige, Bea. One wish. I cannot help but be reminded of the year 2011 as the month of December approaches. The last month of the year is often a bittersweet time for our country. In the middle of joyous Christmas preparations two years ago, Typhoon Sendong struck leaving my city devastated, killing more than a thousand, and creating a swath of destruction along the Cagayan de Oro River, which ironically is better known for white water rafting. It struck in the middle of the night. Many were asleep, and when our city awoke the following day, it was a nightmare. A cousin was dead, a schoolmate drowned, and many of my classmates lost their homes. By day's end, the scope of the tragedy was such that our entire city's funeral parlors ran out of coffins, electric and water utilities were out, and the worst part of it all was the absence of leadership from our local government unit. The approaching Christmas season this year has brought the same grim scenario. This time, cutting across the Visayas and leaving Tacloban City in the words of my math teacher who rushed there to find a brother, as if hit by a nuclear bomb. I cannot help but be reminded of Sendong because the same scenarios are all too familiar to me. Images of destruction, lawlessness, and government bickering are the seeming hallmarks of how our nation always reacts to tragedy. I often ask God about why calamities regularly befall our country, but upon deeper thought, I sense that perhaps it is also divine will that these events occurred during the last quarter of the year, a season of hope and faith that things will be better as our country ushers in a new year. I am awed by the kindness of the international community and humbled by the examples of giving I see coming from ordinary Filipinos. In the midst of these times, where giving rather than receiving is the norm, I see faith in humanity and hope in the youth. Expectant hope personified by the students from my high school in Cagayan de Oro and from the many different schools in our country who volunteered to raise money, donate relief goods, repack and rebag them for distribution in the areas badly affected by the wrath of nature. Not all is lost. The abiding hope in the capacity of the youth to lead the change in the new millennium remains. It springs eternal. Through the real and humanitarian action of the youth today, the positive seeds of change for the future have been sown. In the next 100 years, planting and nurturing these seeds is our biggest challenge, for these seeds were sown on very rocky ground. Like the proverbial mustard seed, only those with an abominable spirit to sprout out and grow up amidst a very challenging environment called the Philippines will eventually mature to provide nourishing sustenance to our country in need of it. These seeds of change need every bit of help and support from the whole nation. But in time, they will mature and help carry the myriad concerns and daunting challenges of the country in the next millennium. As Christmas approaches, I am preparing my wish list and would like to share it with my fellow Filipinos. I am, 
but a very small voice in the whole cacophony of sounds trying to make sense out of the rocky ground our nation was dealt with. Wishes, after all, start the process of dreams. Dreams, in turn, if coupled with commitment and the desire to achieve them, become realities. My one and only wish is this. I wish that all of us Filipinos would all begin to truly imbibe the spirit and intent of our laws by respecting and following them. Perhaps, if this wish were to become a reality ten decades from today, there would no longer be corruption in government and our country's resources would be used to fund programs to finally begin fulfilling all of the nation's 2015 Philippine Millennium Development Goals. I can see that although our country is on track with some of these goals, that much still has to be done. If I were given the power to choose which goals would be prioritized out of the eight goals outlined by the United Nations Development Program, I will choose three. The first one surely rings a bell during this, this time of great national calamity because it is the goal of eradicating extreme poverty and hunger. Second is the goal of achieving universal primary education. And third is the goal of ensuring long-term environmental sustainability. My logic is this. Closely following the recent events in Leyte as my focus, the primary goal of eradicating the incidence and depth of poverty in our country would provide our people with literally savings for the rainy day, a contingency fund to be used in times of emergency. Perhaps in the future, our country wouldn't be always at the, at the mercy of foreign aid and can provide more social services for its citizens. Upgrading the quality of our educational system would increase our literacy rate and hopefully translate to future generations understanding that the rule of law applies to all levels of society. It applies to the politicians, the rich, and the influential. Sadly, they are always in the position to bend it or use it to their advantage. It applies to the poor who use their social disadvantage as justification to break the law. Truly, ignorance breeds contempt, contempt for the law of the land. On the other hand, unchecked power and influence brings arrogance, arrogance to bend the law with impunity. Thus, educating the young today to respect and follow the law will prove to be the most effective social equalizer. A more equitable society is a just society. In the future, I envision our country to have a truly level playing field for all, where everyone will have the same chances to succeed in life. Climate change and its destructive outcome on island nations like the Philippines is a reality. I have seen its dramatic effects happen three times in three years, in Sendong, Pablo, and Yolanda. It is not a coincidence that all three devastated only the Visayas and Mindanao, nor that the traditional typhoon path has changed. Environmental sustainability is equally important during these perilous times. Filipinos are blessed with a very beautiful country, but with a unique geographical glitch that it gets ravaged by an average of about 30 major weather disturbances a year. Maybe if indiscriminate mining did not happen along the banks of the Iponan River in Cagayan de Oro City, Sendong might have not slain thousands. In Compostela Valley, where rapid deforestation is happening, Pablo killed many because cascading illegally cut logs hit them. 
Tacloban Silanda told the same tale of casualties, this time largely caused by people li living in houses very near the coastline, disregarding shoreline easement rules. Our country cannot change the fact that it will be visited by typhoons of increasing ferocity every year, but it can drastically reduce the risks of them by following all our environmental laws by sheer political will. Respecting the flow of nature would be a start. Understanding that economic progress and environmental sustainability are inevitably linked even better. Planting and nurturing the mustard seeds of the youth today, for the future, the most practical. My one and only wish for equal justice and respect for the law begins with me learning the difference between the, th the things and situations that I can change and influence and the things that I cannot change. For one, I know that I can better prepare for my future and the future of my country by being the best student I can ever be. I can also consciously try to always walk my talk. For our country, many changes still have to be done to make our roads straight and narrow so that all of us will walk the road of progress as a whole nation. Stopping ingrained corruption is a pivotal point, yet it can be done. I cannot change my being Filipino, nor can I change the fact that I will grow into maturity in a land experts believe will be one of those countries severely affected by climate change and climate refugees. But I can certainly adopt and make many future decisions based on this fact. In the new millennium, I can envision a Filipino race fully mature and accepting of the things and situations that can or cannot be changed. I look forward to a citizenry who will all follow the, tree, the true intent of the law, a people who will respect and abide in nature's rhythms. I eagerly anticipate a government that can muster its entire collective might to respond effectively to all future challenges, and a nation fully aware and energized by the nourishment provided by the planted mustard seeds of the young, now fully mature, carrying our nation's burdens and in turn producing new seeds meant for yet another new millennium. I know Christmas in 2114 will be serene and meaningful. This is my only wish. All right. All right. Thank you. Uh, Bill? Yeah. Anong year ka na? Second year pa Second year. Yan ang sinabi ko kanina sa awarding serenity. Uh-huh. Si Scott, si, you know, may more chances. Yeah. <laughs> they could uh, face off each other again next year. Sige, kasi mahaba rin yung mga essay talaga. Let's proceed with the first prize winner. Don't you? Mm, si, uh, si Adoto, 40 to. So, okay. <laughs> so wala, wala na last chance na. <laughs> Sa ating uh, first place winner, si Karen Shana Bangsoy. Um, taga Baguio. Okay, sige. Yesterday's dream. I've always been in an elevated position on this honorary flagpole high above the country that I represent. I've always been honored and respected wherever I go, but this credit is not mine. The respect that is given to me and to the country I represent is largely because of the people. It has been this way since time immemorial, and it will continue to be this way a hundred or even a thousand years from now. From the beginning, when my country was just beginning to rise up from the bowels of ignorance, when the flame of revolution and the spark of nationalism were still being lit, I was there. I witnessed the struggle my people proudly bore as they waved me up high, high above any conquistadores or any army, high above the greedy reach of foreign powers 
there I stood. High above the reach of anything that will seek to soil this land, there I still stand. Over the years, I have draped the bodies of heroes and martyrs. I have witnessed my country fall and rise again, over and over and over and over and over again. I have witnessed love and loss, victories and defeats. I have witnessed integrity and dishonesty, respect and dishonor. I have witnessed so much over these past hundred years. The vibrant blooming change, the slow but sure deterioration, but more than anything, I have witnessed the steady, solid foundation of Filipino values rebuild itself from day to day. Let me help you remember. I was there, flying proudly, yet flying sorrowfully, when Typhoon Yolanda swept into my country and devastated everything in its path. It left behind in its wake broken bodies, broken families, and broken lives. But still, I had the, cur I had the burden to fly high, although tattered and torn. I looked on proudly, albeit sorrowfully, as my people painstakingly gathered together the thousand pieces of their lives and put them back together like an enormous patchwork if only to keep life going and say it was still worth living. I saw firsthand the resilience and stubborn determination of the Filipino people in the face of adversity. And in that moment, flying high for them was no longer a burden, but a source of pride. In that moment, I represented the hope of Inang Bayan's children, that amidst the wreckage and debris that used to be their lives, everything would be okay, someday, somehow. I was there flying proudly, flying indignantly. When pork barrel queen Janet Napoles was brought before the Senate, the people, the nation, to face penance for her crimes, I waved with all my might, straining to proclaim the triumph and victory of honesty and integrity in the political system. I echoed the cries of the people who took to the streets to proclaim the death of corruption. I cheered on the struggle of the people against the chains of dishonesty that had for so long shackled the nation. I reveled in victory with the people when those chains were finally broken, and integrity once again shone its light into the dark crevices of the political system. It was freedom unlike the raw patriotism of the early times. But hear me, freedom of truth is freedom nonetheless. I was there, flying proudly, yet fr flying sadly, when Filipino workers from overseas returned to the country in shame. I had nothing with which to comfort them, only the semblance of a home and the representation of country that they had worked for and bled for on foreign soil. I could only reassure them that by still flying high, showing them that with their efforts, they had built a nation through their sacrifices they had provided for their families. Although circumstances were different, the fighting spirit and the Filipino blood that flowed in the veins of martyrs have manifested in these workers today. And so when they stepped onto Filipino soil, I waved proudly to give them the honor that they deserved. I have flown high in schools, in institutions, in foreign countries, in international buildings, in courtyards, in airports. I have represented my country in international games, conventions, and the like. These things of the past, Yolanda, the pork barrel scam, what do they matter today, a hundred years from then? I will tell you. I am still flying high, and it is largely because of my people's values, my people's morals, that have kept this country soldiering on. 
I've witnessed the ebb and flow of Philippine history, and now, a hundred years on, I am still flying high. The year is 2114, and as I look at this country I represent, I do not know whether to weep or laugh. We have gone through so much, and we are still here today. But in the process of moving on and standing strong, so much, so much has been lost. I fly high on this flagpole as a representation of a country entirely different from what it was a hundred years ago. Change was inevitable for survival and for development. But as I look at this country today, I know that I have a thousand reasons to be thankful that I am still flying high. I rejoice, for at last honesty has found its pedestal in the political system, and integrity is now as common as corruption was in days long past. I mourn for the face of the country is not as it once was, once formed by nature, yet now sculpted by the inevitable hand of development and progress. I rejoice, for at long last the youth of the nation have found their voice, not in irresponsibility, but in the maturity and enthusiasm for good that permeates today's youthful society. I mourn for, st for stories long forgotten and tales that are now not told. I rejoice, for the leadership that presides over this country is righteous and just, and its people are no different. I mourn, for certain elements of culture have taken their obligatory place in the nation's museums, no longer as vibrant as they were a hundred years ago. But still I rejoice, for the people still remember. They remember where they came from, where their roots took hold and from whence their forests sprouted. Culture is alive, and although society has taken on a global feel, the essence of the Filipino still penetrates every aspect of the nation. It is my hope that as the future progresses, the past will not be forgotten. May the Filipino values that lived in your lolos and lolas still be alive in you today. May you remember the hardships that your ancestors went through, so that you may not take for granted the victories you now achieve. May you not be swept <coughs> away by the tide of damaging mentalities, but may you build each other up as a people and as a nation. May you commit yourselves to building this nation, that the tomorrow of your children and your children's children will be better than your own. May you not think that age is a barrier or a hindrance to making a difference when you can use it to your advantage. Wherever you go in this world, may you never forget that you are a Filipino, in blood, in mind, and in heart. May you continue to raise me high as your banner, but more than that, by actions, by faith, by words, and by heart, May you ensure that I am a banner worth raising, not for my glory, but for your own, not for, just for the sake of the past, not for the current satisfaction of the present, but for the hope of tomorrow and the fulfillment of yesterday's dream. Maybe we should hear from them. Oh, 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 What can you say, ma'am? Actually, all the three essays are very moving. And I think very, very, hindi lang siya cliche. Kasi yung problema sa mga essays ngayon, it's always like motherhood statements ganyan. Pero ito, they really went beyond and really did concrete descriptions mm. of parang what century, you know. 
and all their three visions are all hopeful. The fad right now with the youth is vampires oh, and all that stuff. So emo, diba, Noel. So it's it's hopeful. I'm hope I'm so happy there's some youth who are still very hopeful with the <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, that's true, no? Uh, years later, sip sip pa rin. <laughs> marami akong uh, marami, <laughs> maraming entries. <laughs> yeah, maraming entries talaga na negative yung future, sabi ko. May mga pumasok sa... Hindi ka naman pwede maging job. Ah, talaga? Yung mga pumasok. Talaga? Actually, huwag mo naman naman ganun. Hindi, naalala ko rin kasi nung, uh, nung college mama, no? From, sa English class. When we were comparing authors, palagi namin mas gusto yung positive no so mm. like William Faulkner over mm. Ernest Hemingway this mm. is Ernest Hemingway oh, palagi nga uh, malungkot at oh, oh, oh yung, yung isda niya oh. nakain ng pating kanya <laughs> 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 parang, parang bakit namang ganoon oh, ang buhay mo di ba so we'd always like some uh, an author who would look at positive things will give us hope will give us a uh, happiness or at least uh, a vision something to look forward to uh, a bright vision of the future di ba That's why we chose his winning essays. Ibang fathers, tanong natin, yung mga winners. Sa second na. Sa second na. Si Mr. Ichon, sir. Nandiyan lang talaga. Good evening po. Maayong gabi sa Tanan ng Agapaminaw, gikan sa Cagayan de Oro City o sa Mindanao. Maraming salamat po for giving us the opportunity to be here and to represent that part of the country that is often underrepresented. Salamat po na nandito kami ngayon. Yun lang po ang sasabi ko. Thank you, sir. We had entries from Malay Balay Bukidnon. And Davao, ang daming Davao, ano? Davao City. Parang pinraject tayo, eh. We had entries from Baguio, from Kalinga, Apayao. Nationwide po talaga itong ating contest because we wrote to all the Department of Education superintendents, mga regional superintendents, and then they brought down our invitations to the schools. Yun. Yung champion natin, si Tony Bangsoy. Tony Bangsoy. Tony Bangsoy. Sir, what can you say po? Naiiyak-iyak sila eh. Ako naiiyak talaga. Kasi kanina, nung naalala ko, you know, when I was hearing the essay of my daughter, yung tatay ko kasi OFW. Kaya nung nauwi siya, cook siya dati sa tamam. And the aspiration of is for your child to have a better start. Na magkaroon ng mas magandang buhay sa iyong kinaraplan. Nakita ko yung, with the quality of the youth now, yung mga si Scott, si Bea, and Karin, nakita ko nung may pag-asa. Alam mong, talagang napakasaya ko na marinig na yung mga bata eh, nagpupursigi talaga na hindi hindi negatibo sabi nga hindi negatibo na ang kanilang malaki talaga ang pag-asa ng bayan natin kasi the thing is that the only thing that we need to change is our mindset yung mindset natin na hindi sabi nga ni Manny Pangilinan I was born poor but poor was not born in me yun ang ating the thing is that with hopeful 
kids like like what we've heard. And we're hopeful that the future will be brighter. Thank you for ano, uh, the radio program but you know if if only this could be nationwide dahil napakaganda nitong ginagawa natin kasi dapat nga ma-elevate yung kabataan mm -hmm. yung yung essay contest na ganito dapat ito mas marami <laughs> di ba yung yung mga essay contest mga debating contest para po maiangat yung mm -hmm. ating antas ng pag-iisip mm -hmm. so marami po salamat maraming salamat thank you hindi hindi pabilisan ng text it is totoo yun when we started the uh, bayan at batas essay writing contest uh, in 2011 ba 2010 2011, 2011. Um, ang gusto namin maging rockstar yung mga estudyante na o magsusulat eh. parang kaysa yung uh, of course okay rin naman yung mga entertainers <coughs> sa chat sa TV but what we wanted to do is highlight the best of our youth uh, yung magagaling magsulat magagaling magsalita and in fact, we've been trying to launch for the la for the longest time in debating, <laughs> debating contest or oratorical contest. Kaya lang, masyadong skill ng logistics. So sabi ko na, let's focus muna sa essay writing contest. Maybe when we can have a, a more participation from other sectors of society, we'll have that launch. No? But for now, ito muna tayo sa essay writing contest. And we're very proud that uh, our winners are here and that you are the winners. Pero sabi ko nga kanina, we don't really know if your essays are the best because those guys who will be reading this in 2114 will probably have their own choices and will probably find new things from the crop of about 250 entries. Uh, that were submitted in this year's contest. Makikita nila yun. By June, we, uh, hopefully, tapos na ni Ms. Gay yung ating uh, volume of uh, essays that were submitted. We'll, we'll have them uh, published and we'll put them in a time machine. We've coordinated with the National Historical Commission kay Executive Director Vic Padoy para magkakaroon tayo ng uh, bureau ceremony ng ating... Uh, Time machine and time we'll invite a time time capsule. We'll invite everyone here. Yung mga isujanting na nalo, yung mga isujanting sumale. Pwede po kayo ng sumama dun sa ating ceremony. Ah, tatlo kasi yung apolinary mabinis shrine. Mimili tayo patangas. Malapit sa lahat. Meron nasa PUP na raw yung isa eh, yung isang shrine. So probably doon sa Polytechnic University of the Philippines. Hindi sa Batangas. Masaya rin yung isama outing. Okay. Okay. Perhaps we can hear na lang the winners. One last one last line, two lines from closing remarks. Say goodbye. Scott, Scott. Oh, yeah, Scott. Uh, <laughs> well, I, the, the, the future really is a weird thing, especially right now when you're, you're thinking about college and you're thinking about uh, what your job might be. 
So writing the essay alone was, was pretty hard. Especially when, when I try to look at the newspaper for help. I'm trying to be optimistic. And it says 25 dead. And I'm like, <laughs> how, how do I work with this? And then you, you learn that you have to flip to the second front page. Because the second front page must have the then. Well, yeah. The, it, it, it doesn't really look like, uh, on the surface, it doesn't look like a, a bright future. But when you look at everything in comparison, how far we've come, I think you come to the realization, as I have, that there is indeed a, a hope for this country. And that through our efforts, uh, we can we can get there. Okay. Okay. To the youth today, I w I would like to you know tell you that there's hope and there's there's change. And if only we begin with ourselves, we can make a difference for the future. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um. It's so. Sometimes it's so cliche already to say that the youth are the hope of the future because it's like when our parents were youth, that's what they also said to mm -hmm. them. And now they're saying it to us. So it's like, and then how is the country naman today? So for the youth of today, I hope that you will not just think of yourselves but also for the youth of tomorrow because that's who you're working for. It's not for you. So um, just do your best in everything and... Uh, Pray that our nation will be better tomorrow because of what you did today. Hey. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I will say it again. Love is greater than justice. Thank you for coming, everyone. Okay. Thank you, Attorney Marvin. Thank you to our guests You know, you think that we are going to give you. You Okay. Oy, maraming salamat muna sa kasama natin sa technical side kay Orly Lopez at kay Rolly Bumatayo. Maraming salamat sa ating mga naging tagapakinig ngayon pong gabing ito. Ito po si Ben Lones at ang oras alas 8. Alamin ang mga local, national at international issues. 7-3-8 sa Mega Manila. Mas pinaganda, mas pinalawak, mas pinalakas ang bagong radyo ng bayan.